Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Really Riley. Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Well, hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to Really Riley, my little corner of the world where I like to give rants about stuff that's going on with me, real life stuff, fun stuff, shit that makes you go, did that girl really just say that? Hence the name, Really Riley. Um, we have a little bit of a smorgasbord happening today um, on the podcast. That's like one of my favorite words, smorgasbord. Um we have some Ask Riley's that y'all cooked up um, some pretty good topics. Um, we have Riley's Fave 5, my favorite summer shoes or spring shoes, sneaker edition. Because every time spring fashion comes out, it's like all florals. Florals for spring, groundbreaking. <laughs> Miranda Priestley, Devil Wash Prada. Hopefully you got that one. And I also have my husband sitting across the way from me because I, I don't know, I can't, what is life? That we're about to give like a lawn update type LCW. situation what lawn care wednesday i dios mia he did not just name his own segment on my podcast but i guess we're married so everything that is mine is his everything no everything that's mine is mine everything that is his is mine kidding um but actually marshall there was somebody on facebook that when i posted something you were doing they're like oh please give updates on lawn care tips because they're lost and i'm just like this is really a fucking thing okay so I'm a first-time homeowner. I never really had a yard to take care of. I was always a condo or apartment person. Um, we've lived here uh, two and a half years. November of 20 was when we moved in. 2020. No, yeah, two and a half. Be three. Jeez. Three uh, right around Thanksgiving. That's so crazy. Because, I mean, it feels like, I don't know, because like, the building process of the home it took eight months, which was surprising. But less than that. Well, we thought it was going to be longer than that. Thank God it wasn't because I was pregnant and I wasn't trying to spend money on like renting something else. But the thing that they don't tell you when you build a home versus buying one, fucking nothing comes with it. Like you have to spend thousands of dollars in a fence and thousand dollars on blinds. And if you want a pool, you better be fucking Bill Gates because geez, it, well, you're laughing, but it's like, a, isn't, what is it like a hundred thousand dollars to put a pool in? Easily now. I mean, people say like, what? But no, seriously. Because when I looked at that number, I was like, <laughs> We'll go to the Y. Shit. Like, no. Um, but the yard situation. Okay, so when we moved in, like, the front yard seemed to be kind of okay. The backyard was the issue. I don't know. Like, I don't do yard work. When I was younger, I got grounded and had to mow the lawn. Hell no. And I grew up in Florida in hot ass weather. Like, I hate the smell of freshly cut grass. So, what are you looking at me like that for? Really? Yes. I like it. I know you do because you're a lawn psycho. I need to come up with a nickname for you. Allergies like, don't like it, but. Yeah. I mean, another thing, like the whole family is allergenic. So I am not into the lawn care. But my husband has been in the garage for the last two weeks. Like, what were you fixing, putting back together? I don't even understand. You're so cute, too, because you're like, so it's like when I get makeup, I'm like, look, babe. And he pretends to care. So I have to kind of pretend to care about lawn care, too, now. Well, I found it was a marketplace find. Mm. So it was like an old school edger. My coupon queen of a husband. So I got that and the engine wasn't running. So tinkered with that. A few parts got it running. But like <laughs> he it said wasn't, tinkered. Isn't he cute? <sighs> wasn't up to snuff. Like it just torque wise. Up just, to snuff. How old are you? Tinkered and up to snuff. You realize you're 35 and not 90, <laughs> right? I'm just making sure. Well, I learned a lot from my grandpa. You're cute. So, I'm just, I just, it's my lot in life to mess with him. So... 
Um, he gets so mad at me when I interrupt his lawn talk. If you guys had seen the eye roll that he just gave me, mm-hmm. you think my RBF is bad. So I'm, I'm going to modify it. I found another, another engine. I'm going to throw it on it. have absolutely no problem with power of this, this Honda. And then a few of the parts are missing. So like they don't make it anymore. They haven't made this in like over like 30 plus years. But you got to give the reasoning why. Because people are like, can't you just go to Lowe's and get something? You and your electric talk. So some of the electric stuff isn't bad. It's just like there's only certain brands I would actually go with. And it's like I'm not... I'm not dishing out like $400 on a Milwaukee setup right now. A who? So you're scaring the people that ask that know nothing about this. Now, side note, there was like a little bit of a yard rivalry in the neighborhood. And I say that funny because we actually really love this couple, this family down the street. But he had like that yard, what the hell did you call it? A yard striper? A lawn striper. Oh my God. Either or. All right. What adjective do you want me to use? So he had like the nice stripey lawns that you would see in like the old school home and family magazines or whatever that was called and better homes magazine. And he said at the Easter thing that he, his wife was like over it, over his obsession with the lawn care. I'm not over it. I think it's cute. I don't care. I like having a nice yawn because I sure shit ain't going to do it. But like, even when we moved in here, you said, well, we have to have a lawn for the boys and you know, our dog at the time. And Yet, you said for the first year you didn't want them to play back there. Or at least Lyric, because Lyric was, Malin wasn't like born yet. When he was, he was baby. But the what was it that you were saying that when you move into a house, that they do something with the soil? Yeah, so all the topsoil. Oh, so that you buy a house. Sorry, when you build a house. Yeah, when you build, they'll take, the contractor will take all the topsoil. Which is what? So it's like, it's all the nutrient-dense stuff on top. <laughs> so that's like what you would use to like... We could do a garden or whatever else. Okay. Like, it's good soil for like grass. Got it. So they take all that and they do with like shit. So it's like the Coke cans mixed in with like the rocks and like, you there know, was a lot of rocks just, back like, there. it's basically just clay. So a lot of the stuff I'm putting down is like soil amendment. So it's basically conditioning the soil. But why do we have that one patch right behind the house? It's like green and pretty and nice. So everything close to the house gets a lot of constant um, water. Okay. So as it goes further out, that's when you kind of lose it. But that strip right back on the back of the house and then the front, they had laid sod. The rest, like, it, they just did grass seed and they did, like, a hydro seed after. So Can you speak English? Hydro seed? What the hell is that? It's basically, like, they'll spray it. Uh-huh. So it'll be, like, this bag and they'll, they'll spray it. It'll be the grass seed mixed in with, like, a fertilizer and, like, a coating that'll protect it when it goes on top. Okay. So, like, if you ever see them, like, Looks like a fire, firefighter truck. Like a, they'll just these hoses and they'll like spray it. So what was this this uh, I brain fart? What was the um, Ghostbusters thing that you had on your back? I, if you guys haven't seen this Instagram video, it's hilarious on Really Riley podcast at on Instagram. What is what was this thing? You legit look like a like what what was this Vankman or whatever the hell? That's you. It was a backpack sprayer because like you have to like. <laughs> Because the ones I had, they're pump sprayers. Uh-huh. So, like, our size yard now, it's, like, I'd have to stop, like, every, like, five steps and, like, pump that thing up. That would take, like, literally five hours to do. Uh-huh. So, this one has a little knob, and you can adjust, like, how fast it comes out, and you just, you just roll. So, it's, like, it literally, <laughs> it doesn't even cut the time in half. It like It's, like, one-twentieth of the time, and it's... I'm sorry. Like, I, like I, I do appreciate that I... Look, 
I've always preached to everybody, get you a man that can do everything or get you a woman that can do everything, whatever your partner choice is, get you a somebody that can do everything because like, I can't do any of that shit. I don't want to do any of that shit. I don't have the money to hire anybody. We, we would have like a forest of tumbleweed back there. There's a house in the neighborhood that's like that. Shh, you're so, oh my God, shush. It, it gives me anxiety. Why? It, it just like all, like, it just, all the wheat, I don't know, it just gives me anxiety. You like everything neat and orderly. We Like we are complete polar opposites. Like I am a, I'm a stuffer. Like I'm not an organizer. Like I just put it away somewhere. Like it, but then also like when I get in my mode where everything has to be cleaned now, like everybody get the fuck away from me, a tornado, but I would never be like that with lawn care. We got fake ass plants in front of our house, but that I meticulously put together from Dollar Tree and like, oh, does this, does this like little leaf look good? And you're looking at me like I'm crazy, but yet you're over here with the Ghostbusters backpack. So I digress, but a lot of people were saying like, okay, is there a like lawn care for dummies thing? Because not everybody's you that like, you didn't know any of this stuff when we moved in here, did we? Because you had a lawn in your house that you owned no, like, so, like, for been... me and you did this stuff, but I don't think you looked up. No. So like I've been cutting grass and doing, like I learned how to drive a tractor when I was eight. Like that's where I learned all this don't stuff. Don't you dare do that with our boys. That's how I learned how to drive, but. I don't care. Side note, I saw you without helmets on, sir. Anyway. So. I would start here, like go on Amazon or there's a couple of different ones like Yard Mastery or wherever and get a soil test because like what's going to happen? Oh my God. Well, this is for new yards? This is this is new yards, any yard. established okay. yards, any yard because essentially everything that you're buying, you don't know if your yard actually needs it or not. Hmm. So That's like a good tip. I'm, I'm like self-taught in this, but I, I relate everything like to the body. So like, like oh, okay. So like. Soil test is kind of like getting blood work. Like you don't know if you're deficient in something or like need more of something else, like mm -hmm. in terms of like if you need a supplement with something or whatever else. So that's kind of what that is. So like you have your NPK, your uh. nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Oh my God, those wow. Are, those are like the macros for like the yard. So like What are your, macros for those who don't know that? Like your fats, your proteins, and uh, your carbs. Okay. So those are kind of like those three. And then they have all the micronutrients. So like, you know your calcium, your iron, all those other things. You're adorable. So you don't know what you're deficient in if... <laughs> I'm sorry. If you don't do the soil test. So that's where I would start first. And then most of those sites... Um, what are they again? Yard Mastery. Yard is, Mastery, okay. One. It's Alan Hain. He's a lawn care nut. Who? Alan Hain. Oh, this is the one where we did the podcast before about lawn care and you had your chart? No, this is a different one. Okay, well, what's that one? There's, there's you're, you're getting to it, okay. So um, that's one and... Um, I forget the one I actually used. Another one off off um Amazon. You can pretty much get them anywhere. It'll actually give recommendations of like what you need. Then yeah, what point. off Amazon? The websites? No, the soil test. So you can go on Amazon and purchase soil test. Okay. Do it yourself. Those are the websites for the soil tests. Yes. Do you have websites for lawn care for dummies that you went to? Like, what was the dude on your chart um, out there? How to with Doc <laughs> is probably. One uh, long care nut is, oh my God. is Alan Hain and he's yard master. Those are probably like the two biggest. He's your yard guru. Of <laughs> of like who I would go to. There's a lot of other like smaller ones like Ryan Core. There's like a few other ones that are like a little bit smaller, but those are like pretty much like the top two. Do you have a yard care Facebook group yet? I'm on a few of them. Are you serious? What ones? Um, oh my God, he does. Okay, you're never ever again allowed to laugh at me for any of like my makeup talks. Or any of that. So I'm on Lawn Care Nuts. Wow. And there's, 
So like the type of grass that we have is fescue. <laughs> so there's I'm like sorry, there's one that's like fuck it, you too. It's fescue. It's, it's called fescue freaks, oh and then it's God. like all, all do. And there's actually like a few like a few guys that are in Maryland that have like posted and stuff like that. So you're adorable. What do you guys talk about in these Facebook groups? So they'll talk about all the different types of chemicals they use and when to apply it and all that kind of stuff. So like I'll just I'm like a sponge like learning all this stuff because like I didn't know. Okay, we'll pass the soil test or whatever. What would you say is a piece of equipment, like if, like if it's me out there taking care of a small yard and I don't know how to do this because you have like seven fucking mowers out there. Like when I, the first expensive present he ever let me buy him because he's Mr. I don't need anything. Get me a gift card and a Reese's Pieces cup and I'm good. Like what, like that was a lot the lawnmower. That was the first expensive piece of thing I ever bought him. What would you say is like a good Riley type like, I don't know anything about it. What's a good mower that's small, compact, that somebody can get and take care of their lawn somewhat themselves? So, like, the two top I'd recommend are Honda. The what? The two top brands I'd recommend oh, okay. are Honda or, there was a, or, top mower. or Toro for, like, like for actual, like, 21-inch, like... Is that a sit mower or is that a push no, mower? No, push mower. Okay. Um. So, Honda's actually stopping production in September shit oh my god so if you're gonna get one i highly suggest you get it now because like they're gonna skyrocket like once they're gone get but, the inside track from mr marshall over here if not um toro makes pretty good ones too that's probably what i'll end up having to go to like years down the road uh-huh. um so both of those things because essentially like when you're cutting you need a clean cut on the grass blade so it actually Grows. Grows and regenerates. So it's like getting a haircut. Like well, if you don't it, trim the split ends, they ain't going to grow, right? So this is how you can kind of relate it to like working out. So like when you think about like you're cutting the grass blade, right? It's kind of like a micro tear, like in the gym from working out. So it causes stress and it makes you, it makes it grow. Okay. So it, like it'll. So microdermabrasion for your face. Mm. Yes, because when you go get, remember the vampire facial I got? The idea behind that is that when you make these little micro cuts into your face, the little collagen friendlies come up to the surface and make your skin heal faster and then it's all glowy and pretty. It's kind of the same thing. I'm trying to relate to your yeah. lawn shit. Give yeah, me a no, break, babe. No, I, that's, yeah, it's kind of like that. I mean, <sighs> this is, that's the best I can give you huh? relating to this lawn garbage. Yeah, I love garbage. you so much that I've got you on my podcast. That's Seriously, I could post a million different things. I could post my booty and it would get less hits than Marshall and his damn Ghostbuster backpack thing. It's not true. Yeah, it is. why? I like your booty. Well, thank you. I hope so. It's the only one you're ever going to touch ever again in your life or I will cut it off and bring it with me. <laughs> Don't act like you never heard that before in your life. We are married. You know that I've said it. All right. So what were the websites again? For lawn care for dummies. <laughs> so, well, I would actually do so. Um, YouTube, they'll have all the links and stuff like that Hobby. there. But um, lawn care nut. Okay. And <laughs> that's Alan Hain. Um, and then how to with Doc. Okay. So D O C. What? Oh, D O C the Doc. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was like another acronym in there somewhere. No, that no. You're saying. No, he's like he's OG. Oh my God, you're so great. Okay, Marshall is so content to be like the dad. He'll never have a dad bod, but he's always like it, the, the lawn care thing is his dad bod thing that I can deal with dad bod. You'll never have the damn. What are they? Your freaking old man sand, the Dogs. Sli- ugh, his old man slippers comfortable. No, they're hideous. At least get a new pair. You've had them since like time forgot. 
Well, it's almost summer now, so like. Well, I know you're gonna be in flip flops for the next six months, yeah, but like a winter thing. Ugh. Like I like the whole dad thing, the domesticated devo, if you will. I just thought that was funny that some people like I. I swear to you, I could post anything. Post one thing with Marshall on his damn lawn. Oh, an update on the damn sign that we were talking about. What sign do you have there in our yard? Uh, no pee or poop zone. You got it nicer because the other one that you said you were gonna get wasn't that. No, I, f- I forget. Which it was something one. cursing or something like. Get off my fucking lawn or something like that. I don't think it was that aggressive, but... Um, it wouldn't surprise me with your ass. Yeah. Have you seen the lady with the big-ass dog pooping on our lawn? No. You know what's funny is that we've got Lyric looking out for her, too. Because he said that he woke up the other day and he's like, Mommy, I saw the lady with the dog on her lawn. I was like, don't you say anything to her. Like, I swear to God, you're going to get us in the board meeting. And I want nothing to do with that. I want nothing to do with a community like... Like, I wouldn't even say Karen's because they actually do a lot of really good work for our little neighborhood and they like put on all the Easter shit. I don't want to be in that meeting having to defend your ass. No, I mean, it's just it's just common courtesy. And when people can't do it, then no, I agree. I don't want a big Donkey Kong bomb of shit on my yard at all. Like, that's just rude. I've had to clean it up a few times. Yeah, I'm not into that. The thing is, like, if you want to come over and you want to mow, if you want to put use my spreader, you want to use the spray and put stuff Don't down say and that. you want to mow the lawn. Use my spreader. You can, you Ain't nobody using your spreader. What? I'm five. I know. I'm five. But I, like, I agree with you there. Like, and I think this is karma because I told you before way back in the day, I let pink poop like in somebody's yard and didn't pick it up 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And she's little. She had like little tiny nuggets. This is like literally like a kielbasa and a poop <laughs> in my front yard. Is it not? I'm glad I can still make you laugh. I love you. All right. He's got love shit to do. So we're going to move on. Thank you. Love you. Any more lawn care advice at the Fit Marshmallow on Instagram. Um, okay. So let's go to the Fave 5 so I can talk about the shit that I know, not like lawn care and stuff. Um, so I wanted to do my Fave 5 spring shoes. And it seems so every time like spring fashion comes around, it's everything floral. It's everything like these pastel colors, which I do have some of the pastel stuff in here. I just like, I've, uh, I'm a sneaker freak. I still love my stilettos, but I'm, you'll catch me more in sneakers than anything else. So without further ado, the Adidas knees up platform W, these are so damn cute. So it's kind of like a cream and yellow color. Now bear with me because yellow is another one of those like non favorite colors of mine, but it's like cute for spring and it's not like pink because as much as I love the artist, I pink's not my favorite color. Um, so it's got like sort of a braid along the ankle. So it's those platform Adidas that a lot of you guys have complimented. I have a pair of these like in this, as I'm making fun of florals, like blue floral, but they're so cute. I get compliments on them every time I wear them. Um, they're 85 bucks but right now. They have 30% off Adidas with code sneakers. And I'm also going to put all of these like fave five items up on my Instagram at really rally podcast. Um, <clears throat> the next one, the Nike court vision Alta. They've got super like fancy names for these. They're 85 bucks. 20% off with code mom's day. And don't forget about sneakers for mom for mother's day. Like I got my sister a pair of like good Nikes one time at the outlet for mother's day. And she still wears those suckers like five years later. Cause a lot of times if you're not in the gym 24 seven, people don't think to get themselves their own good sneakers. Like, like not even just like workout sneakers, but just like fashion sneakers. Um, so it's, it's got like, as much as I just said, I don't like pink. They're like a rust pink kind of a color. Like a mauve but like a more of like a leaning towards like a not a brown but like a camel super cute like so a different twist on a pink for spring but it's got a collapsible heel so if you wanted to wear the sneaker you can or if you wanted to wear it as like a 
semi-slide, which I wouldn't do that because I think it looks funky, but it's got mesh on it and it's super airy so your feet won't stink. Foam insole. I really like those. Um, next, Reebok. A lot of you guys ask me what gym shoes I wear. Like they're the Reebok Nano Lights. Y'all sleep on Reebok. Funny because I discovered Reebok because Marshall has got that like 30% off police discount for some of these websites and he always wore Reebok and I was like, ooh, let me try those. These Milk Makeup Club C shoes. They're vegan, but they're really adorable because they're like this cute cream. And then it's got in the stitching, not a neon orange, but like a brighter orange than just a regular. Again, I don't like orange. That's like, I said that in the last podcast. So I asked Riley, that was my least, least favorite color, but I like these. These are a little pricey though. They're $100 and there ain't no discount on those. Um, Vans. I was a late bloomer to the Vans, but I started wearing them when I went to the Warp Tour a couple years ago and they hurt my feet for a good two years. But when I break them in, they're great. Um, the Pastel Block Old School. I was talking shit about pastels before, but these I can do because they're light. They're like light blue, yellow. There's that pink color again and white, but they're like classic. So you could wear like all white and then these shoes and have just a pop of color, 70 bucks. And it seems like Vans never has deals on their stuff. So 70 bucks and Puma don't sleep on Puma either. They've got these super cute. These are versatile unisex um, suede classics. They're men's sneakers. But if you have smaller feet like me, I am a size six in a woman's shoes. So depending on the shoe, I'm like a three and a half to a four and a half in kids. So you can get them cheaper, but these only come in the men's size. So again, if you're a six in a woman's shoe, you're probably like a four and a half, five and a half in these um, 75 bucks. Super damn cute. And like I said, I'm going to post all of these uh, Fave 5 up at Really Riley Podcast. Um, so you can check that out tomorrow. So now I want to get to my Ask Riley's. And you guys seem to really like it when I just freeform answer the questions that you guys ask me. So let's get into it. All right. Um, I don't give you guys' names because I don't know if you guys want me to put your business out there like that. Um, Someone said, how are you dealing with your ADHD diagnosis, meds plus therapy, what's helping? Okay, so um, about a year and a half ago, I was having really bad brain fog. I just was having really bad trouble concentrating and it just was almost to the point where I thought like it was going to cost me my job because I was like blanking out in certain spaces on the air, which later found out like other things cost me my job, but um it took a while and I decided that I was going to get on ADHD medication. Now I don't drink. So I put nothing into my body, you know, like aspirin, maybe like I live a very healthy lifestyle. And it's not that medication's not in that vein of healthy living. It's just that it's like speed semi, as they say, but for people that have ADHD, it's sort of like if you have something that speeds you up, it kind of levels you out versus your mind going everywhere. I had the therapist that I first worked with that I ended up not liking because I think he over-medicated me at first. Now that's another thing I'll tell you, make sure you get the right therapist because they are like dating. There are some that just want to be pill pushers and then there's some that actually give a shit and listen to what you're saying. I didn't like him, but I did like this one piece of advice. I was very, very hesitant because I didn't want to depend on something to get me through the day. I didn't want to have to you know, take a pill to feel like a normal, quote, normal person. But what is normal, right? And the guy said, well, do you need your car? And I was just like, yeah. 
And he's like, oh, you do? You need it? You need it to breathe? You need it to like live every single day? And I was like, well, I need it to get to work. And he was like, oh, okay. Like you need it though. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you couldn't take a bus? You couldn't take a cab? I was like, yeah, but that would make everything harder and more expensive. He goes, bingo. What do you mean bingo? Well, if you take this and you're able to concentrate and speak more clearly and be semi-normal, air quotes, in that vein, or what you think is normal, wouldn't you want that? Obviously, I'm a, pro- a person that has very big difficulties asking for help. And I originally got on the medication Vyvanse. Did not like that. It was like, it's a vascular, like your blood vessel constrictors. And I think I have, I've been trying to get this diagnosis for a while. Raynaud's phenomenon where like you get really cold really easily. Like it's 65, 70 degrees outside on my son's soccer field tonight. And I had four coats on and I was still freezing. That shit turned my fingers blue. Now this is different for me because I obviously have something else going on there. Some people take it that I've talked to and it's fine. But the dosage wasn't right for me. So we switched me over to old fashioned Adderall lower dose. And instead of taking a, uh, instant release or like the one that releases throughout the day, I ended up controlling it by having two different increments, like one, one pill twice a day, you know, cutting it up, not cutting it, but like, you know, divvying it up differently because I didn't like the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not slow release is what they call it. whatever the one that releases over time, because I work out so much and I'm, you know, my body is pretty physically fit in that way. Mentally, I don't know, um, <laughs> but I metabolize stuff really, really quickly. So I was metabolizing through that so fast that it was like, okay, by midday when I need to be mom and be paying attention and not zoned out, like it was harder for me. So do I love the fact that I'm still on it? No. Am I looking for like alternative methods where I could um, intertwine that? Yes. Um, So yeah, the jury's still out on that one, but it does help. It honestly does help. Like the only thing I'll say is you kind of have to work it a little bit after a while because you get used to it and your body, you know, just like anything else. It's just like, okay, I've had this already next. You know, it's, it is like synthetic speed. You're going to get, your body is going to build up a tolerance. And so for me, if my sleep is on, my eating is on and my stress level is on, totally works. Totally good. Other days that it's not, it gives me more of like a jittery feel or my anxiety will kick up or my mood swings if I'm on my period. So you really have to take it with a grain of salt that it's not like an ultimate fix, but it does help. So hopefully that answers your questions. Um, who does your lashes? Because I'm desperate. I'm in desperation with my lashes. Uh, I go to lashes by Katie in Georgetown, the absolute fucking best. I'm not trying to be pompous cause I don't put these on my face. My girl Alexia does. I get stopped all the time. Who does your lashes? Who does your lashes? Um, You definitely need to go to them and make sure you mention that Riley sent you. I, a lot of people ask me like, what set do I get? I don't really ask for a certain set because Alexia just kind of knows what I want. But the first time I requested it, I said that I wanted like, I wanted wispy lashes, kind of like the Demi, what was it? The Ardell Demi, oh no, the Kiss, the Demi Wispies. Who does that? Ardell Demi Wispies. That was my favorite like lash when I was doing strip lashes, just the ones you peel off. But I like mine full volume. Mine can be a little bit much for everybody, but I like them full volume at first because they, you have natural lash cycles and they're going to fall out, you know, like not the whole, all of them, but you know, you're going to have certain ones that fall out. So I usually like it right around like day four or five when a, you know, a couple of them fall and they like settle in, if you will. And that's with everybody, any lash, 
So you can't say, oh, they're falling out. No, that's just what your natural lashes do. That's a good thing. That means they're growing still. Um, but I like mine to be like different, like te- not textures, but different lengths. I don't like them all one length. So it's just one fan. And I don't like a cat eye. I don't like the wing at the, at the bottom because I have hooded eyes that like kind of droop. That's just naturally the way my eye set is. So I like them to be long and fanny. So it kind of brightens up my eye, if you will. So you can kind of semi-ask for what Riley gets if you go in there. Um, I know one of you guys said, dealing with low self-esteem in therapy and working on it, but the insecurities are killing me. You know, not to be dramatic, but insecurities really are the killer of a lot of joy. They really are. And I think that insecurities are brought on by other people because when you're a kid, like when I talk to my sons, I'm like, you're the greatest. You have such beautiful face. You have beautiful eyes. You have beautiful skin. You know, when my son first started going to school and he was the only person in his class that had his kind of hair, you know, he's Puerto Rican and black and I have very, or had, I'm trying to grow it back. You guys have seen a few pictures of my curls. Um, Very, very, very curly hair. I love his hair so much. And he's got, these beautiful like emerald and amber hazel eyes. I'm in fucking trouble. I know he's handsome, but he used to always say like, mommy, I want line hair. Like I want, he's trying to say straight hair when he was like three or four and couldn't describe it. Um, I was like, no, you're so beautiful. And I'm not, no, we're not changing anything about you. And it's just like, where do we lose that? It's other people saying shit because, or like the comparison to others And that's not even just with looks, like insecurities of, for me, I always had insecurities of like, I'm a very anxiety ridden person and that anxiety makes me do a lot of things or like, not causes a lot of things, but like, you know, it just, it, there's a lot of things within me that my insecurities take over a lot. Like when Marshall first met me that I was very insecure about my boobs you know, because I was made fun of them when I was little. I did that whole podcast about body image and body shaming. Um, But it is hard to unwind that and unlive that. But it's very cliche to say if you embrace the insecurity, it becomes less of a crutch or less of a detriment or whatever adjective you want to say. And I know that sounds like very like pageantry and very like Disney movie, but what I mean by that is I almost put it forward, like, fuck it. Here is my idiosyncrasies. Here's all the shit that's wrong with me. And next, like, I was talking to somebody about um, a job interview, and they were really, you know, they were really anxious about it, and I'm just like, you just have to go in there and not give a fuck. And I don't mean that by, like, be aloof about a really important job interview or whatever. I was like, just know that what is for you is for you and walk in there, put your best foot forward. And I hate that saying because I used to hear it all the time when I was younger and being insecure, but be you because you're never going to be anything else. But then again, be the best you that you want to be. I sound like a damn, you know, PSA, but it is really up to you to change the way you think about yourself. What everybody else thinks about you, fuck it. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's just the way that I think about it too is like if your opinion isn't going to matter to me in my last breath, then I don't give a shit what you think. And that took me a while. I'm still kind of like, like in that, 
you know, I still sometimes question what I say and what I do and am I good enough all the time. You know, I'll have all these great things happen to me and there are many blessings, but then it takes that one thing that goes wrong for me to go back into my shell and be like, oh, I might not be good enough. Like, oh God, what if like this podcast doesn't do well? What if, what if they hate me? But every single time I've looked at my insecurities and like, fuck it, I don't care. Fuck you. It's my favorite pink song ever. Have you ever looked fear in the face and said, I don't care? I think insecurities like stem from fear as well. It's like an internal fear or like an external voice that somewhere got embedded in there. Look at that fear. Look at that insecurity and say, fuck you. You're not ruling my life or my world anymore. And even if it's placebo, you know, like even if you're lying to yourself for a little while until it becomes common practice and who you think you are and what you believe in yourself Whatever the insecurity is, your body, your mind, your relationships, the way you speak, the way you move, the way anything, your, it could be anything, your bank account, your social status, your job, fuck it. Go back to when you were little and everyone thought you were the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm not saying go around and act like a pompous ass because y'all know I don't love those. I'm just saying insecurity is like, you know, the fear is a liar. So are insecurities. Because what's funny is like, go back to like high school. If you ever looked at some of the people that you thought were like the greatest things in sliced bread or like the little hottie patati that you thought was the cutest thing ever, when you look back at them, were they really the hottest thing ever? Honestly. Or did they just have a certain amount of like it factor in their attitude that made them that way? It's like I say sometimes too, like happiness is a choice. Maybe confidence is also a choice because some of the people that seem the most confident are really insecure inside. So don't worry about anybody else's view of you, just yours. And if yours isn't that great, then, you know, work about how you talk to yourself every single day. Because Lord knows I look at my wrinkles and go, girl. <laughs> um, how do you handle people who don't RSVP? Ooh, I like that one. Um, so... I tend to be an RSVPer because I don't like to be late. I don't like to not show up to shit. And I also, like, I hate being waiting on people. So I like to be cognizant of the fact that if somebody's inviting you, they're probably, they've probably got food for a certain amount of people. They probably, you know, have had seating for a certain amount of people. If it's like a kid's party, you have a certain amount of goodie bags. Or even if it's not a kid's party, you have a certain amount of goodie bags. Or, you know, especially if this is pretending like a wedding Ugh. like there was a couple of people that I really wanted to know if they were going to be there or not. Like a, the, a lot of the other ones, I was like, fuck it. If you're not going to be there, cool. I don't care. I mean, I care because I invited them. I cared enough to invite them to my wedding, but I was just like, I'm not so pressed about it. But then there were others that I was just like, are you going to come or not? And they were like waiting to the last minute that they didn't want to come or supposedly couldn't come supposedly in air quotes. Um, and I was just like, all right, fine. Well, just tell me though. Because at certain numbers of plate or whatever in spaces, like, you got to let me know. I think it's rude to not RSVP. And I, I'm fine about straight up asking. If it really, if you're pressed to find out whether or not they're coming, be like, bruh, I need to know. Yes or no. And, you know, I'm okay with giving, like, a cutoff date, too. Like, if you don't RSVP by this time, you out. Like, period. I just think that that's one of those common decencies that gets lost and like, the texts and the, like, back in the day in social societies, you needed RSVP. Like, social events were, like, all you freaking did. So, 
I think that the RSV, non-RSVPer is kind of a jerk and should be confronted. I said what I said. Um, the meaning behind your tattoos. Ooh, I like this one. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tattoos. Okay, so we'll go in order of getting them. The first one is the Puerto Rican flag, and we've talked about this on my old radio show. It's horrible. It's it's flying the wrong way. Like, it looks like the wind is coming from my back. It's so bad. I got it for $30 with my sister's ID when I was, like, 17 years old on the beach. I didn't take care of it. I think I wore, like, combat boots the next day. So it it's mangled. It's gross. It looks terrible. But it's part of my story, and I never wanted to get it removed. A, because that fucker hurts so bad. Like, I have really skinny chicken ankles, so that was very painful. And I also just think it's funny. Like, it's the Puerto Rican flag, so it's always going to be a part of me. And I just think it's like a symbol of me being young and stupid and rebellious. Because when my mom saw that, oh, my God, she freaked out. Like, she was pissed. You know, I was the girl that, like, my mom told me I couldn't do something. And I kind of just did it. Like, I wanted, like, my upper earlobe pierced when I was, like, four, 13 or 14. She said no. So me and my girlfriend took a needle. And I don't recommend that, friends. But, yeah. So that was the first one. The second one I got, what was the second one? Um, the second one I got was, was it the Dove of Peace? I, I can't remember the Dove of Peace, the, uh, the Karma one. Oh my God, the Karma one. What? I just, had a, I just had a full life moment. Hold on, I'll get to it in a second. I think the second one was the Dove of Peace. And my, and my little dove like kind of looks pregnant. <laughs> it's, it's cute, but I got the Dove of Peace because it was a time in my life. I think I was like, 26 when I got these next two the first one I was 17 and then I waited a while because I kind of learned my lesson about bad work and I was going through just a really shitty time and I needed just something to ground me and I wanted to always remember to like have peace because that's the thing that I've always struggled with with anxiety and depression is just feeling peaceful so um then I got karma which is so funny because years later the karma candle karma collection it's up in my etsy shop house of w by riley um on instagram and if you guys listen to the podcast on that one it has karma has a lot of meaning to me and because i was in a space of good karma actually and it looks like prescription but i looked it up on the internet again stupid decision but it looks like literally like if you look at like the prescription sign but it looked like an r to me and it said karma and it's on like my side rib cage like lower and then the dev of pieces up in my upper rib cage so not a lot of people see those ones unless you're marshall or i'm in a bikini um the next one <clears throat> excuse me that i got was a cross on if like somebody were to give you like i don't know if somebody were to like to hold up their arms like they were about to do a cheer thing like hey you know like on the side of my wrist like not my actual like if somebody holds their hand out to you like your wrist but like the side where your pinky goes down um I have a cross there. And then I got that one again when I was having a moment where like God brought some things to me that I was like really thankful for and I wanted to commemorate it. And I actually went with my mom to get that one. I wanted her to be there for it and she hated that shit. She like couldn't be in the tattoo shop and walked out. Um, and that was at some random shop again, but it still held up. And then on the other one, on the other side of that wrist, this is one of my favorites. It's stood the test of time for like 15 years. It was a music note with wings. And I always said, like, the two things that set me free, God and music. Um, this one was funny because I was in Brooklyn. We were in New York visiting my family. And randomly, I was like, I want to get a tattoo. 
I want to get it while I'm here. And I wanted, it was like, it's like a micro tattoo. It's really small. It's only like an inch, but like the wings have so much detail into it. And I got really lucky because with smaller tattoos, especially with my skin, I don't know what it is, if it's like the certain things in my skin makeup, you know, because I have olive skin and I'm Puerto Rican or whatever. Like most tattoos like bleed bad on me and they like color doesn't work. Like definition doesn't really work. For some reason, this one always stayed beautiful and stood the test of time. But we were walking up the streets in Brooklyn and there was this tattoo shop and I was like, I want to get in there. And this dude, I guess, was like really well known and was just like, you know, had appointments on appointments. And I was like this stupid, cute little girl like, hey, I'm like, please. I gave him a smile and he was like, fine, what do you want? And he did it. And it was just so, so good. And for years, people have told me like how good that line work is. And I wish I could go back and get it again. Another one from him because I do want to get my wedding date. Something with Marshall, but something not like cheesy. And then my kids' birthdays. And then uh, my dog, Pink, that just passed away. I want to get her paw somewhere. Um, so the next one I got was Psalm twenty-seven, fourteen: Wait upon the Lord and he shall strengthen our heart. Because I was in a time where everything was falling apart. And I didn't, I didn't know where life was going to go. I didn't have a, ho- a whole lot of hope either for where life was going to go. Um. And my mom was always telling me, like, patience is a virtue. And I was like, yeah, but it's what I'm not skilled at. And if there's something I'm not skilled at, I'm always making it my mission to get skilled at it. So that one was when I got in Ybor City with a friend of mine that I used to call BB because bandage buddies. Because when we got our, both got tattoos on our wrists that day. And we were walking around Ybor City with bandages on. And I was like, this looks really bad. I was like, this looks so strange that we both have bandages on the same arm in the same spot. So there was that. Um, next one I got was a play on my name, Riley Couture. So my mentor, Kane, most of you guys know him. Um, he named me Riley Couture. I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again really quick. Um, because I walked into the studio one day in like a Juicy Velour knockoff. And he was like, oh, is that Juicy Couture? I was like, I can't afford that shit. I'm a part-timer. And because that was when it was expensive as hell back then. And then I used to walk into the studio as well in like this little yellow shirt that had boxing gloves on it in the back. It said fighter. And he looks at me one time teasing me. He's like, you're not a fighter. And I was like, Ugh, you don't know me like that. Cause I have been in many fights more than I care to talk to you about. Cause technically he was my boss at that time. Um, but so the very first time I went on air, I looked at the name sheet and it was Riley Couture. So Riley Couture play off of juicy Couture and then Randy Couture, the ultimate fighter. So the 10 year, tattoo that I got is on the the my forearm on my right arm and it's tilted to the side it's an old school like gothic type crown because the Juicy Couture logo is like a crown like that like the kings and queens of like chess but I wanted to play on it because I didn't want a microphone I didn't want like headphones I wanted something different to commemorate my 10 years at the time in radio um and that's it it's all of them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So the other thing I say is that I have, like, symmetry with my tattoos, sort of, because all the stuff, like, the psalm, the god, the dove of peace, the Puerto Rican flag, I get things on my left side because I'm left-handed on my southpaw that, like, will never go away, will never, ever, like, not be with me. So when I get the kids and the, you know, the dog tattoo and the marshal, it'll be on that side. Everything else, like, it's stuff that I love and it's stuff that's a part of me, but it's stuff that if it fell away, it 
won't shake me to my core of who I am or what I mean or what life means, which is really interesting that inadvertently I ended up putting the radio tattoo on the right side because little did I know, never would have believed it like 10 years later, that career that meant so much, enough for me to ink it, a meaning of it on my arm was taken. So pretty poignant there, right, friends? So that's what that means. I love your guys' ass Riley's. You make my job so easy. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And I wanted to tell you a few things coming up. Um, I have next week in Walkersville, if you guys went to any of my, like, two or three pop-ups that I did before, I'm doing this spring fling pop-up again. I have the info up on my House of W Instagram, House of W by Riley. And if you guys want to know more about it, you can email me at reallyreallypodcast at gmail.com or you can text me at 410-604-8895. Um, I'm excited. Like I've got a lot of new goodies to show you guys. I know you guys have seen a couple of the We Got This cups. It's like a soft launch of a lot of the We Got This merch that I have coming up this summer. Um, and I am debuting my manifest collection because before I did the karma collection, which was, you know, when I was turning pain into creativity, check out that podcast a couple down if you're curious about what they all mean. Um, and now this one's kind of like a coming out of all that shit and what I'm manifesting for the future and the things that I want for the future. And a lot of them, the phrases on the candles are stuff you guys have said to me when I was at my worst. And I wanted to kind of like commemorate that in a candle. So I'm going to debut that line at the pop-up next weekend. And I've been talking to you guys about this a little bit. Um, the podcast that I'm going to do on Friday is really important. <clears throat> and it's also probably a trigger for some people that are listening. And it's one of those ones that I wasn't sure if I was going to do or not at first, or at least the vein I wanted to do it. And it is about sexual assault. Um, one of my friends, now listeners, she's an OG listener from Atlanta, tells her story of getting raped. And it's Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And that was one of those months that I didn't really know was a thing until she told me. And the interview that we did, I think, is really poignant. And she has said that doing this and bringing awareness to other people, telling their story, giving them courage to come forward. I mean, it's a tough story to listen to, but it's an important one to listen to, an important notion. Notion's too small of a word, but it's important. I wish movement, I guess you could say, that people would be more open to talk about these experiences, to bring awareness to it all, to bring comfort to people that have been through it too. I would really appreciate it if you guys would listen to it because I'm pretty proud of it. So that's happening on Friday. Um, I'm going to put all of the fave fives up at Really Rally Podcast. I gave you that Instagram like a million times. Um, Riley Couture, Couture 7 is the TikTok. And I already gave you all of the ways to get a hold of me. So without further ado, I will see you guys on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I love you long time. It's really Riley.